One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Hello, and welcome to Degenerates. This week, as some of you may know, Ryan is getting ready for his big comedy boxing match fight. But since he's busy training for that, this is going to be a best of episode. So please enjoy some of the best Degenerates moments of the last year. Here is our first clip about chest negging. Thinking about it, like, do you guys ever think back on stuff that uh, grown-ups in a position of authority, or maybe even not, you, you th- have you ever thought back of an incident that at the time you're like, oh shit, I was bad, and then think later like, that was inappropriate. I'm hoping this right. doesn't take a turn yeah. for the sexual. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm not talking about straight up molestation. Obviously, that's the creme de la creme of uh, realization. Right. But um, I'll give you an example. When I was about, I'm going to say sixth grade, yes, no, 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 fifth grade, I used to hang out with this guy, Ross McKee. He was my best friend. It was that friend that you'd be at their house or they'd be at your house every single weekend. One of you was always spending the night at the, each other's house. And um, he was involved in a lot of activities. So if I was staying his ho- at his house on a Friday night after school, I'd have to tag along to him to whatever right. club he was in. Sometimes right. it was a boxing class. Sometimes it was, you know, th- in, in this instance, it was a chess club. He was belonged to a chess club. And really eclectic group there, yeah, huh? Right? I, was, I wouldn't uh, have called those two. I know, yeah. It's, it's, strange I, mix. Uh, maybe that's what I liked about the kid. He, he's <laughs> well-rounded. Anyway, I never told him this, but uh, my Uncle Ralph taught me chess when I was in kindergarten. And that's a, we- a weird thing for a little kid to learn. That's not something typically a little kid learns. By, but so by the time I was in fifth grade, I was actually pretty good at it, but I never brought it up because I was dorky enough right. without people knowing I was pretty good <laughs> at chess. I'm not saying I could beat the Russian computer, but I, 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 I could do my shit. So anyway... Um, Is that a Russian computer? I like the idea that like Ryan is basically the flip of every 1980s movie where the kid or the dude is secretly a martial arts master, but oh, nobody yeah. knows yeah, yeah. until they pick a fight with until him in an reveal. alley. Yeah. He's the secret chess guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that gruff-looking six-year-old with the long sideburns and the raspy voice? I don't know, but he plays a mean king game. They call him Bishop. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> Anyway, I, I tagged along with him. I didn't even tell my friend Ross I knew how to play chess. I wasn't even planning on playing. Like I was just going to sit there for an hour, and then we are going to go to his house and play Nintendo. It was going to be awesome. So anyway, um, I'm sitting there. The chess guys, the guys running this class, it's like in a learning annex somewhere, you know? And um, uh, they come up, they're like, would you like to learn how to play chess? And I'm like, uh, actually, I already know. He's like, it's not checkers, you know. It's <laughs> He's like talking down to me. Now, I don't know... <laughs> Bobby, this is that scene in your movie where they're like bullying him. Yeah, this is exactly and, that instead scene. Instead of finding out he knows martial arts, they're finding out he knows chess, and it's like, whoa. These guys are the ruffians outside of the bar in the beginning of Con Air. Like, cue the music, the song by Survivor that they wrote just for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it gets worse. It gets much, much worse. They're they're kind of talking down. They're like, no, I know how to play chess, and they're, they're like, really? And th- th- so they brought a board over to me. And keep in mind, they think he's going to take the horse pieces and you like make them fight each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- that's what they're expecting. Like, and keep in mind, these are not like teenagers that like look at this little sixth grader. These are guys in their thirties and forties, uh, all wearing matching black chess t-shirts. Um, so they're like, 
So uh, then you wouldn't mind telling me what that piece, that piece, and that piece is. And I guess they're expecting me to say castle, horsey, pointy right. piece. I'm like, that's Top hat, dog, yeah. Monopoly, right? Uh, right. I'm, like, yeah, I'm like, Rook, uh, uh, Knight, B- Bishop. And they're, they're like, okay, okay. They're like, well, our club champion uh, needs an opponent right now. And again, I don't know, maybe I was being smug and I didn't realize it, but I don't know why they were doing this. But they're like, our club champion at your age bracket needs an opponent right now. Would you like to have a friendly little game? And they brought me over to this girl, um, it was a girl, and uh, she was my age, and she was she was not like cocky at all. She was like, hi, nice to meet you. She shook my hand. We played a game. She played well. I beat her. Dude, she got sucked in the same way as Shores. Like, she was hanging out <laughs> with someone else. And like, hey, do you know chess? And now they roped her in, and now she's not free until someone else comes in and beats her. <laughs> so she's like, please find me an opponent. It's like the it follows of chess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, I uh, I beat her. She was very humble about it. She didn't flip the board, you know. You're like, God damn it! She tipped her king and reached her hand out and said, "Good game," and walked away. She didn't cry or anything. She was like, "Okay." And um, all of a sudden, the same 40, 30 or forty somethings that had previously asked me to play this champion, they said, "Could you step into our office for a second? And I thought, wow, they're going to make me like their new champion. They're gonna make, they're gonna... <laughs> He's expecting to take a knee in front of a queen with a sword. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do. They're, I'm like, but at minimum, they're going to ask me to join this little club here. Obviously, I beat their best person at my age. So you know what I'm expecting? They take him in there. They're going to rough him up because they're like, you were the patsy. <laughs> you were supposed to take a dive, and you showed up our champion. <laughs> what if he goes in the back? It's like what happens if you get caught counting cards at a casino. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they have a the circular saw. Yeah, there's a guy there with a meat cleaver and a cutting board just hitting it repeatedly, quietly. Can you uh, can you move that palm with your right hand? Well, now you're going to have to learn. Ah! So anyway, no, they take me back there. And again, I'm expecting them to be like, wow, we didn't realize how good you are. This guy sits me down across from his little uh, desk, which is also a card table. Yeah. And he goes, I just want you to know that she was having an off day and you aren't shit as a chess player. Oh, my God. <laughs> You are you are not good. Do not go around thinking you're good. He's just nagging you. <laughs> she was she was tired, and because you're so bad, you got lucky because she wasn't expecting the dumb moves you made. They Tito Ortiz do. She had a skull fracture. Yeah. And she was, <laughs> and they're like, and he was like, now get out of my office. Wow. And I'm like, I remember, and I didn't share any of this with my friend Ross. I didn't share any of it with any grownups, as I probably should have. But like. At the time, because I'm in fucking fifth grade, I'm like, oh man, I was bad. Like, yeah. that, that, that's what you that grown up, fucking who's in a position of authority, so, like, was saying all these curse words to me. Right. And I'm like, oh my God. And, like, the rest of the, that, like, sleepover at my friend's house that night, like, he's like, you want to play Nintendo? I'm like, no, nah, really. I can't play games. I can't play games. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a shit Nintendo player. Uh, if Mario's having an off night, I don't want to exploit that. It'd be great if, like, they were sitting there playing Nintendo, and the kid's dad came in, and they're like, uh, you guys want to come in here for a second? And Ryan's like, no, I'll stop playing right now, I promise! I'm horrible! No, that's how, that's how I felt! And, and I'm like, and that's one of those things where years later, you look back, you're like, what the fuck, guy? Oh, man. You said that to a fucking, twi- like, not, not a nine-year-old? What the fuck is the matter with that's you? hilarious. Yeah. I was just thinking of that just recently because I, I thought about, hey, whatever happened to Ross McKee? And then all of a sudden, just the PTSD of the chess incident <laughs> came out. I, every time I think of chess, I think of that 40-year-old dickhead <laughs> fucking saying mean things to me for no reason. All right. Wouldn't have thought that was possible. 
But then again, I also wouldn't have thought comedy hypnotism was a thing, and uh, as we're about to hear, it is. Uh, anyway, so one show I was doing with Mike West, it was just him and me, we were doing, I think, in the Temecula area. Uh, we do a show, it was a great show, we both had a good set, and afterwards he comes up to me really excited, he's like, I got us a gig! I'm like, got us a, what do you mean you got us a gig? You don't get us gigs? Who did you, who'd you get a gig with? What do you mean you got us a gig? You don't get us gigs? I mean, I don't mean to insult you, but do you even know how to negotiate for one? Like, does it even pay? What did you get us? A, and like, again, I, like, I like how he's really looking a gift horse in the mouth on this. He's like... Oh, got to. This guy has no... You absolutely had to. Like, he might be like, oh, yeah, uh, we're doing a breakfast show at IHOP. Yeah, yeah, we're doing... Seniors. A, yeah, we're doing a senior citizen home in the middle of the day, no cursing. Or it could be like, hey, we're painting this lady's shed. Yeah, you... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, where is this show? So he's like, no, 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 it's good, it's good. It's good. It, it uh, pays forty bucks. It's in San Diego. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like in town, so there's not no real overhead getting there, and forty bucks for whatever. Uh, he's like, yeah, we're doing fifteen minutes. I'm like, fifteen minutes for forty bucks, bit in bad. Okay, all right, all right, okay. So anyway, I'm like, Wait, who, who, how did you get this? And he goes, one of the guys here, they saw our set. He really liked us. I'm like, he gave me his card. So he gives me this guy's card. And I've never <laughs> heard of him, but he billed himself as a comedy hypnotist. Ooh. And... That's a step down even from comedy magician. I have... That's, I there's have so to... many questions because... Is that an adjective describing the type of hypnotism he does? Like, does he hypnotize you and make you laugh? Or is he a comedian who also hypnotizes you? I, I, well, I was, I took it one step further. I was like, Mike, are you hypnotized right now? <laughs> Did he really give us this gig? So, no. Um, but anyway. <laughs> In fact, both you and Mike are handing him $40. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm answering my shoe like it's a phone. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I have kept this man's card in my wallet for years, or I did. It eventually right. fell apart. And when it did, I took a picture of the photo because in entertainment, you should put a photo of yourself uh, on your business card. Right. It's just a smart move. And, you know, for most people, it's their actor's headshot. A lot of people, they're doing stand-up. This picture, I have it on my phone here, is the most, I'm going to say pathetic <laughs> business card picture I've ever seen. Again, comedy hypnotist, Bobby, take a look and describe what you see here. This was the best picture out of all the pictures. <laughs> well, first of all, it's an awkwardly shaped man who appears to be in some kind of Bruce Lee-esque outfit <laughs> who is talking to a very skeptical and unimpressed woman right. on stage seemingly with a microphone. So th this is obviously from his hypnotist act, and I recognize that club in the background, the Comedy Palace, and what we're looking at here, this surly-looking Asian woman has her <laughs> arms crossed yeah. and is very unhappy. She does not... I'm guessing from this picture that she did not want to go to this bullshit in the first place, and then she got pulled up on stage, and now this guy's blowing it while she's up there. The look on his face especially is like, imagine what confidence looks like, and then think of the opposite. <laughs> this guy, his eyebrows are furled. He looks like a deer in he headlights. Looks scared. He looks scared. If I had to caption this, uh, I'd say he's saying, please be hypnotized. And she's saying, go fuck yourself. Here is where you have overlooked something, Ryan. In fact, what happened that night is she was an incredibly bubbly, happy woman, and he hypnotized her into that skeptical, shit-eating grin face. Oh, You're giving I, him way too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was... So right there when I see the card, I'm like, I should have said, something smells bad. This guy's a comedy hypnotist. If, if you think hypnotism is turning someone from happy into surly, uh, you haven't seen me perform lately. <laughs> Boom! Nailed it. <laughs> 
So, I mean, yeah, the whole thing kind of stunk, but he's like, all right, I'm like, 40 bucks, San Diego, in town, whatever. So the night of, Mike picks me up in his big gas-guzzling expedition he used to have that does come into play, and um, we type in the address for the show. San Diego, he did not mean San Diego proper. He meant yeah. San Diego County. Which, for those of you who don't know, is actually the longest county in the entire it's United gigantic. States. So this is Literally about is. 100 miles away. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's in San Marcos, I think. At wow. The and I was in Bay Park, so it was a good... 40-minute drive. So right there, there's half the pay we were getting. Just <laughs> gone. Just gone. Right. So but I'm like, all right, we still get 20 bucks each. Right. So anyway, we, we go there. We pass this place twice because it is a barn that looks like a feed store that, with no sign on it. And now, I guess there was, it was a legit bar inside, a tavern. But um, we couldn't find it for a while. Finally, like, is it in that fucking barn? So we, we kind of like ease our way in this door. Now, the show is in progress because it started while we were trying to find the fucker. This actually sounds like you're writing a script for a comedy horror movie. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh, it, it turned... It, Called Hypnobar? <laughs> this would definitely make a great script for that, but just uh, buckle up because there's a lot going to go on here. So we go in there, and while we go in, the show is taking place. There's about mm, nine people there, three of whom are paying attention. And then I look at what's going on. It is Mr. Comedy Hypnotist. I recognize him from his business card. Mm. Ballroom dancing. That's part of the show. He's showing off his ballroom dancing with a very elderly woman. Like she's, If you said she was in her 80s, I'd buy it. As part of the show? As part of the show. It would like, be one thing if you walked in and he was just dancing like they're taking a break <laughs> or something. No. But it is like, hey, we're going to entertain you with some of our moves. Yeah, they, like, they put up two comics for these three shit. people and then they very seriously and unironically started ballroom dancing. So I look at Mike, I'm like, this is the fucking show? He's like, I guess that's the guy. So anyway, I'm like, let's get a beer. We ooh, sit down. Ooh, I think I know what happened. I'm going to try to guess the end of the story here. Right. I think uh, one of the audience members turned the tables and hypnotized him into thinking he's a world-class <laughs> ballroom dancer. <laughs> well, he did a great job because he had some moves. <laughs> so we, uh, by the way, this barn is littered with um, just weird, you'd think so, weird <laughs> artifacts, like a rusty bathtub, like a, a saw laying on side. They, 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 they scattered stuff around to make it look like an actual barn for aesthetic, but it just made it look like where you keep fucking humans, like if you have them chained to a pallet. It's like a farmer who went to TGI Fridays and like, I like this. I'm going <laughs> to do my barn like this. Yeah. So anyway, um, then the first two comics go up. I've never heard of these guys, but they were elderly. I'm going to describe this, this one guy as a, not elderly, but just the side of middle-aged dwarf that looked like he had severe autism and was wearing a tuxedo. And he went up and started doing really hacky street jokes. And then he turned to the three black guys and got wildly racist. <laughs> wow. He, I, I forget what he said exactly, but the, again, the only, the, the, there's, there's three black guys in the whole place. And on all of San Marcos. And they're, and they're the only three paying attention. And just randomly, after he tells his third little hacky, you know, take my wife, please joke, he turns to them and is like, Black guys don't know how many kids they have because they never stick around. Uh, and, and, and like you could have heard a pin drop in that place. Oh my like, god! Oh fuck! Uh, little did Ryan know what he didn't hear is actually they were heckling him while he was on stage. One of them just kept yelling, "Bathroom." <laughs> 
So in, in my head, this has gone from horror movie to now uh, David Lynch film. Yes. This is just so fucking bizarre. No, it's going to get worse. It's just like a midget with one of those paddle balls just hitting it against <laughs> So anyway, this guy just and, and doesn't realize how bad he did and walks right off in his little daze with his thousand mile stare. And then they put me and Mike up. And by the way, I should mention, during this, right next to the stage, another elderly woman, not the one with the ballroom dancing. I mean, I guess he had, this guy's got like uh, Charlie's Angels he's only in their a stable. He's got a stable <laughs> of elderly people. This, there's an old lady taking money for the show, uh, which I think is only like $2, into a little cash box. And she's right next to the stage. Of course she is. Mike <laughs> goes up. Else? Mike goes up. He's, he said something about, a uh, joke about fucking a fat chick. The, the old lady jumps up. Yells, oh my God, and storms out of the room. <laughs> so I'm like, well, she didn't like that one. And then they bring me up, get nothing. No one's paying attention. It, it, it went like you would just expect right. it would in this environment. And then as I'm talking, that woman, the same old woman, comes storming back in and, and s- stops the show. She's like, stop, stop everything, stop everything. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm like, who, who? me, me? And she points right at me at the stage. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is not comedy. Saying the F word for every other word is not comedy. I will not have it. Now, was she actually commenting on your performance, or did she still think you were the guy who made the fat chick joke when she stormed out? I'm not sure, but when she came in, I was using the F word just as much. Okay. So it, it, He was actually a huge fan of comedy, just quoting her favorite bit from Eddie Murphy Raw. There you go. He's like, you can't do a whole show of curses. That's so Did you look her right in the eye and go, shut the fuck up, old lady? Yes. And, uh, well, I, I did something similar. I went, why don't you go back to almost dying? <laughs> and they didn't like that in the room. So uh, then it just, so she stormed out crying or something. And and um, anyway, boo, silence. I get off and I go up to Mike who's at the bar. They bring up the next guy to be racist or whatever he's going to do. And I'm like, Mike, can we please get the fuck out of here? Can we please, please get the fuck out of here? He's like, let's take out for a drink, man. We drove all the way up here. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to hang out here. And he's like, dude, it wasn't that bad. And as he said that, a drunk guy walks up to me at the bar, bounces an unlit cigarette off my forehead <laughs> and says, Boo, not funny. <laughs> and I, I, I had no fight in me left. I was, I, you know, usually I'd be like, what the fuck? Don't throw shit at me. But I was like, yeah, I just let it happen. I let it bounce off my head. I just immediately turned to Mike. I'm like, please, can we go? <laughs> Ryan picked up the unlit cigarette and said, mine now. <laughs> I, I think I might have. So anyway, then uh, that's when I'm like, Mike, just go to talk to that fucking weirdo who's in a white tux jacket, by the way. He's like, I got to find him so we can get paid. Then we'll get out of here. I'm like, fair enough. As this happens, all the lights in the room go out. And it's clear it's not a power outage because the, the bar still has power. It, they clearly cut the power like, like the Undertaker was coming to the ring. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a spotlight goes on the hypnotist guy. And he's, and he's in his you know white tux. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a treat for you. I'm like, oh, please, no treats. <laughs> Our treat at this show is over. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Marilyn Monroe and the same elderly woman he was just <laughs> with comes out in a very skimpy, very skimpy dress and a blonde wig. She is painted up like a marionette puppet, like the blood red cheeks, deep blue eyeshadow, like messy lipstick. And then like this really creepy, tiny Tim-esque music starts playing and she starts walking up to the male patrons at the bar going, Happy birthday to <laughs> now, you. Now, in his defense, 
that is what Marilyn Monroe would have looked like had she not died. That's true. <laughs> so, Dave, I think you actually called this originally with the whole Dave Lynch thing. <laughs> like, this is really, this is my head. This is Mulholland Drive times 10. So anyways, um, uh, now, by the way, the, the bar is situated in, as such where uh, I'm kind of pinned in the corner with Mike, and all of a sudden I see her like go up and start trying to like seductively touch the male audience members, and I'm like, Oh no! Oh no! And she turns to us. I'm like, oh, I don't want this. She comes walking up to me, and like, it's still with her. Happy birthday to you. Ryan bounces a cigarette off the board. <laughs> Boo, not sexy. <laughs> Boo, not sexy. So, <laughs> so she gets to me, and I'm like, I'm like recoiling. Like, I'm not flat out flipping out because keep in mind, I've already upset an old ladies tonight right. in front of everyone. I cannot go two for two, so I'm trying not to be like, get the fuck away from me, you freak. <laughs> so I'm, I, I, I was leaning back like Dave. If suddenly without warning, I reached out right now and tried to touch your face, you wouldn't be like, fuck off, I'm not gay. But you'd be I like. That. You'd be like, uh, uh, okay, what you, what's going on here? Uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm leaning back, like, ah, uh, ah, uh, and then I just feel her bony hand drag across my cheek, and I felt like the pee shivers up my spine. Uh, and then she like, does the crook oh. keeper laugh. <laughs> oh, it wasn't far off. So anyway, I'm like, Mike, go talk to him. Uh, he goes, oh, there is one thing I should tell you. Um, I did talk to him before the show about it. It wasn't 40 each. Uh, I'm like, son of a bitch, go get my $20. Oh, wait. He's like, then gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, at least go. And so anyway, he's like, uh, he's like, I, I can't find him. I'm like, I'm finding this guy. We're getting out of here. I finally, I'm like, yo, let's call him Peter Wonder. I was like, yeah, yeah you wonder. Get over here. And so uh, he's like, he's like, hi. I'm like, hey, man, we, we'd like to get out of here now, please. And uh, so if we could just get that to. Uh, Forty dollars total, you owe us. Uh, that that'll be great. And then he looks at me for about a beat and starts crying. Wait, what? <laughs> Sobbing. He he just like full on, like full on. So, and, uh, and oh, I already figured this out. He had hypnotized himself to cry at the sound of the word forty dollars. <laughs> Post it not a And uh, and I I just stared at him for a minute and I was like, why are you crying? <laughs> And he goes, and he goes, you're crying, and he runs away. <laughs> he says, I'm so sorry. I can't pay you. I just can't pay you. I'm sorry. I'm like, what do you? Give me the jacket. <laughs> I'm taking the old lady. <laughs> I want one of your. I want one of your old hoes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, what? And he goes, at this point. You can't feel mad. Like, right. so, like I've been fucked by promoters lots of times and I want to drag them outside and beat the shit out of them. This was just so pathetic that you just could not feel animosity. Right. It's almost genius in that way because it is hard to look at a crying man and be angry at him. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, I'm sorry. It wasn't supposed to go like this. He's like, I've already lost money. I had to pay the bar for this show like, to do it what? here. And I did. We only he made. He handled his own prayer. He's like, he's like, we only made $8. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I, I'm going to have to give that $8 to them. I still owe them more. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's not even enough to cover Mildred's arthritis medication. <laughs> Sparkly blazers don't pay for themselves. <laughs> She's got $40 worth of makeup on. <laughs> Give me the wig. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, just, he's like, I can make this up for you. I'm like, please don't make this up to me. 
please just don't call me ever again. Oh, you're going to stop smoking in three, <laughs> two. <laughs> dude, I, w- I want to believe that this is like some elaborate setup. Like, this dude is so old. He's been through so much shit. Now, he's just bored and he's rich. Like, think, <laughs> well, think of The Purge. Like, you've seen those movies, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, in some of those movies, like, rich people, like, pay to make have people like people uh, brought over and so they can kill him. Yeah. yeah. So this is just his group of rich friends. Like, hey, you want to do that thing again where we get a couple of comedians <laughs> to come in and pretend they're on a show and then we just fuck with them all night? We just do weird-ass shit and we don't pay them? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what happens. That's what I see at the end of this. Hey, Ryan. Peter, how are you up on your crime? Well, let me see. <laughs> Is that good? No, you're the master. The old lady's actually super hot. They just put makeup on her. <laughs> I see at the end of the show. Those guys aren't even black. <laughs> at the end of the show, I just see Ryan and Mike just dragging like a clawfoot tub out of their thing. Like, we'll get some fucking cash for this in the scrapyard. I was so scared in this little fucking little uh, world of theirs that I was afraid that I was going to come off stage and see Mike working behind the bar with a blank stare on his face. Like, Mike, let's get out of here. What do you mean, sir? <laughs> what can I get you? It's like some kind of weird cross between Get Out and Eyes Wide Shut, but it's just <laughs> and the I think it's got some comedians. shining in there, too. It's got a little blue velvet mixed in there, if you ask me. <laughs> Anyway, oh, so God, that sounds amazing. That so, was so. Yeah. Did you book a degenerates gig with him now? Yeah, are we going there afterwards? Hopefully, is that our Halloween? I don't season? think he can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a pretty good episode, and it made me think that I am wasting my time with science comedy, and I should just move on to comedy hypnotism. All right, and lastly, this is Dave's suggestion. This is an interesting conversation we had about gullibility. Yeah. Ryan, what's what's your best gullible story? There was a woman I worked with uh, back in 2010 in this office, and um, she was recently divorced, and she was new to online dating, uh. which back in 2010 <laughs> was in its infancy. Um, but uh, it was everybody like, here has Ferraris. I love where this is going. Well, so the thing is, though, she was not only new to online dating, but it seemed like she was just new to being online, uh. just in general, because. Yeah. She would come into work, and she was a good-looking older lady. She was, like, in her mid-40s, I think, and she would come in with this smug look on her face, and she'd be like, guess who I met online, and I'm kind of dating right now. He's a prince from Kenya? He's a prince, yep. (laughs) No, no, no. The bass player from Godsmack. I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking, and we're kind of in a thing right now. I'm like... I don't. I need. I, I, I have a few questions, but no. You know what? I don't need to ask them. You're not talking to the bass player of Godsmack. You're not. No, I am. She'd say this like, uh, I like. I asked him what his name was when he was born, uh, where he's from, and I looked it up, and he was right. <laughs> he knew all the answers. I'm like, I love the cognitive dissonance of not thinking like he might also have access to Google. I'm like, oh my god, she doesn't know how Google works. <laughs> and so the thing was. Um, like, uh, you'd see the trajectory of this, like, oh, guess what? He said he's gonna, we're gonna go to Hawaii when he gets off tour. I'm like, uh, did you check that they're, that that band is actually on a tour right now? And she'd say this, like, why would I need to check? The bass player just told me he yeah. was. I'm like, <laughs> right. And then, and then like a, like a month later, she'd be like, I don't think this guy's actually the bass player for, for, for Godsmack. I'm like. I am so happy you're not 14 years old because you would get taken. There's no doubt in my mind you would be in that van. So, Jesus. But the thing is, then a month after that, guess who I met online 
and I'm kind of dating. The lead guitarist for Godsmack. <laughs> She'd be like, the drummer from the Black Veil Brides. I'm like, I wonder if it's the same guy. <laughs> I just wonder if it's the same. Maybe it's her ex-husband just fucking with her. I do like that these guys have a some kind of hint of subtlety where they're like, I'm the lead singer to... No, 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 no. no. Bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. not give me the star. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, this yeah. is more believable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that went on forever. So Jesus. I had a, a roommate uh, a few years back who was moving out of the country and she had to get rid of all her shit. And so I come home one day and she was like, you know, a little bit, she was in her 30s at the time, like 10 years younger than me. And so I come home and she's all excited because she was telling me about she's going to sell this coffee table that she listed on Craigslist. The person's sending someone to pick it up with a $2,000 cashier's check. <laughs> And she just has they to cash coffee. it, <sighs> give two thousand back to the guy, but she gets to keep five hundred of it. Of course, oh. yeah. I immediately, I just shook my head and walked away. I'm like, I can't even explain this to you. Really? So you just let her get scammed? Well, I ended up not going through, but I was just well, like, okay. I, I so can't. I, all right, I'm going to admit to you right now, I almost fell for a similar scam when I was like 21. Right. And so, um, because it did sound too good to be true, I was looking for jobs, and there's the famous check cashing scam that, yeah. that young guys fall for, which is. We're like, the the explanation is so ludicrous. They're like, we're making so much money that we can't keep up and cash all these checks. (laughs) So we need people to cash these checks for us. (laughs) And so we'll send you a check for $2,000. You keep 500 and wire us the cash. I'm like, and so I'm like, man, these guys can't fucking bring all these checks to the bank. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. This seems too good to be true. There's no job out there where you just cash a check and get to keep some of it. Well, he is pretty busy. He plays bass for Godsmack. But, so. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, but, but wait a minute. It's their check. It's not, you know, I'm like, it's from their account. How could this possibly be a scam <laughs> if they're sending me the check? So first I took it to my bank. Luckily, my bank was astute enough to be like, uh, well, we need to put a hold on this because, I mean... Ryan, you you live on a hundred dollars a week according to your records, and <laughs> now you want us to clear a two thousand dollars check. Right, right. We're we're gonna need like a full five days. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I <laughs> take the check. I'm like, all right. So it's a Wells Fargo check. I'm gonna take it directly to the Wells Fargo. It's their check. They have to cash it, right, right. and then I'll be golden. So I go and I I uh, hand it to the banker. I'm like, here you go. He's like, mm-hmm. This account's been marked for fraud. This, this account's closed. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Well, that's impossible. Like, I'm like. I'm, I'm supposed to cash this. And he's like, did you hear about this on the internet, son? <laughs> and I, I just like bow my head like, yes. He's like, <laughs> okay, let me explain to you about the internet. And this fucking guy who's only five years older than I am right. is like, you see, they want you to take it to your bank. They'll cash it for you. And then days later they say, oh, by the way, that didn't go through. You owe us $2,000. Yeah. I'm like, oh. If he just started t- treating Ryan too like he was just an infirmed child. He <laughs> was like, also, when you go to the bathroom, make sure you wash your hands when you get it. No, no, he did treat me like that. And rightfully so. Because I almost fell for a scam where yeah. I thought people were just giving away free money because they didn't have time to go to the bank. You know, Bobby and I uh, have the same mentality about all these things. So a couple years back when I was looking for an apartment, <sighs> I stumbled into the apartment renting scam yep. where they'll put up just pictures of any old apartment right. and with an actual apartment for rent somewhere in a neighborhood somewhere yep. and they'll be like, oh, it's, we're, we're renting it for really cheap because they're always like ministers in Africa. They're yeah, always like or, on mission yeah. work. Or, or they're always. out of town somehow, which is why they can't but we'll, show you the we'll apartment. Wire you, we'll send you the keys. Just wire us the money. Yep. And you go and look at the place, and there's a great place, and the price is amazing. So I searched them. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a scam. I found out it was a scam. But then I decided to string these people along. 
So I was just like, I would speak like in broken English to them through email. And I ended up uh, asking them for a picture of them. So it was, they sent me a picture of some old white couple. So I sent a picture of me. I kept Googling pictures of Adam Levine from Maroon 5, <laughs> finding him in non-concert settings and sending pictures to them being like, this is me with my girlfriend. This is me at Halloween. This is me at a party. I went on, this went on for 10 days, like you know, 18 a, emails. A, on the other side is the, uh, the girl I used to work with. Like, I can't believe I'm talking to Adam Levine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to fucking smugly tell everyone at work. You should have made every email start off with an Adam Levine lyric. You should have they subtly worked it into the conversation. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, the, the gullibility thing is interesting because you almost feel sorry for the people who are super gullible, but also I want to scream at them like, Stop being gullible because you're allowing these other parasites to live in our society. Like, yeah. I know it's not all your fault, but we need you to kind of wise up because you're allowing this industry to flourish. I'll tell you the one that I got super surprised at that I saw on TV. Like, on regular TV, there was a commercial that came up. For- Soapy Joe's? <laughs> For Miracle Spring Water. And it is a crazed preacher who is saying, I'm going to send you this packet of Miracle Spring Water. And it's literally like a, the disposable packets of lube you'll pick up at Pride. Like, it's one of those filled with tap water right. that they claim is Miracle Spring Water. But here's the thing. He's if, keeping all the Miracle Spring Water for himself? Yeah, right. <laughs> if he... If, he dives into it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> they show all these testimonials. And if the testimonials had been like, man, I was really sick and I took the Miracle Spring Water uh, and I got better, it's still dumb and stupid and whatever, but it's to some extent it makes sense. All right, it's some kind of magical healing medicine. That is not what this is. Every single testimonial was the same. I took the Miracle Spring Water and the next day, $75,000 check in the mail. And it's like, how does that work? What is this mechanism of action? Every single one was all about these people getting money somehow related to them drinking this prepackaged That's tap water. Hilarious. And it's I watched it and he's like, I'm going to send you this Miracle Spring Water for free, which means you know somebody's paying shipping and handling or they're just yeah. trying to get an email list or something. Like, right. They're like, who's the gullible people we can email later on? I know the people who, paid, who got the free Miracle Spring water. Oh, Jesus. But then you got to think of all those poor people who like end up working as a grocery cashier for, I don't know, like 30 years and they have this life savings that they end up blowing on complete and total bullshit because some scam artist figured out like the right magic words to say to them. Yeah. I, it half makes me want to start becoming a, a crazy scam artist and half makes me want to become a Punisher like vigilante who that's, them down. That's the worst though, isn't it? Have you ever been just at a Walmart and the lady checking you out is like 79 years old? Right. And clearly, I mean, sometimes uh, seniors go get a job because they need a purpose. They retired. Yeah. They're fine. They just want somewhere to go. But this lady's clearly miserable. She's clearly not there because she wants to be. Right. And I'm like, I want to be like, what happened? Can I, <laughs> uh, can I help? Did, like, do you have like a son on drugs that's like ruining your life? Because that's you what, what I'm going to get like. you some Miracle Spring water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's who I think might, might be. These people are like, this is my last hope, <laughs> and they drink that shit. Kind of tastes like baby powder, and then they're like. <laughs> Well, back to work. And the Walmart one is even harder to understand. If you see the person at Starbucks that's super old, you're like, all right, maybe they had something weird and they needed health insurance. But you're like, Walmart's not giving you health insurance. <laughs> no. Now, this is a, a weird one about gullibility. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this because I'm older than you. Uh, Bobby, you might have known this one. I remember as a kid being taught in public school that there's only like two man-made structures you can see from space, yeah, one well, being the Great Wall of China. It's total bullshit. No, but- no, I know. But as I was super gullible as a kid. But I remember as a kid hearing that being like, there's no way that's true. You right. could see super highways if yeah, that yeah. was the case. Yeah, exactly. But no, it was like accepted fact at that time. Like people just accepted. I'm like, 
I'm, okay, I guess I'm wrong. I it mean, was, yeah. I'm the only one that thinks this is bullshit. Okay, I guess I'm the wrong one. <laughs> it and was then before, it comes out decades later, like the guy on his deathbed admitted he lied. I'm like, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it was before the internet where you could check things easily. People but also, got away you just fucking think about it. Yeah. Like, it's just a wall. Yeah, I know. I, I used to think the same things. I was like, what, the I-8 is much wider. Exactly. <laughs> I just can't believe the entire world was that stupid about that. Yeah. I'll tell you the ones that I really like. It's not the Miracle Spring Water. It's it's not the Nigerian. He's about to sell us something, scares. Ryan. <laughs> no. I, I love the Bullshito guys. I love the guys with the fake martial arts. Oh, yeah. Oh, the self-taught yeah. martial arts? Yeah, or the ones where a guy took some kind of obscure form of kung fu or something, and, and then he teaches energy shots, and like he basically has a Hadouken that he shoots at his yeah, students. Yeah. And, right. and they are not faking, by the way. This is actually like a... Like a, a it's like a psychosomatic... It, it is. Weird... It's, it's basically a psychosomatic thing where you believe that this person has power, and then because you believe it so strongly when they pretend to shoot their energy ball at you, and you, by the way, you've seen other people who got hit by their energy ball and they fell down and so it's kind of what's expected it's like a of you. mass hysteria it basically yeah. is and my favorite thing on earth is watching them do a thing where they give like a 10 minute explanation about, about their amazing energy powers they demonstrate it with all their students and then they bring somebody in who doesn't buy the bullshit and there's a great one of this guy on like the beach I think it's actually a a woman on the beach, she's like the grandmaster or something, and they have like Hadouken well, balls. Well, woman grandmaster, I know you're full of shit right yeah, there. Yeah, right? And people are running at at her, and she does the Hadouken two or three times, and they would just fall and crumble, and there's one guy who's like, all right, let's do it, and he's just running at her, and she does it, and he just lays her out, oh, and oh, he smashes into her at a full run. He doesn't hit her, he just like runs into her, and just <laughs> just demolishes her with a full run. Now, you've probably seen, if you're a fan of this, you've probably seen this video. There was a guy, like an older white guy with glasses, he was a grandmaster, whatever, and he brought some non-believer in it and it didn't work yeah. so talking to him after he's like well if he lifts his big toe on his right foot while or I do it that could counteract puts it puts his yeah. tongue on the roof, on the roof of his, his mouth yeah. yeah yeah right there's always some bullshit you have a penny on your tongue you have a penny on yeah. your tongue you would want to look at all the students and be like why didn't y'all raise your big toe? Right. Yeah, yeah. Or you know the defense. Or how about this? Hey, everybody who wants to beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> yeah. Big toe up in the air. <laughs> Toes up, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Toes up. Let's fight. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love. You see this guy just covered in blood and bruises, like <laughs> the toes. My God, the toes. <laughs> well, I love it because I took Aikido, or I took Hapkido, which has Aikido in it. After already kind of being exposed to some martial arts, including Western martial arts, which are much more practical things like boxing and wrestling and stuff, and I had taken. It and some some Aikido is super useful. Like some of the wrist locks, especially if you're on the ground, you can use those wrist locks really effectively. But some of it is basically like you responding to what that teacher right. wants you to do. No, at so, uh, a university in Michigan, I took Aikido for a semester because I had just seen a bunch of Steven Seagal movies. I'm like, that looks right. badass. Yeah. I'm gonna do this. And I learned, I'm like, what they were teaching, the way like the low level, it's basically a dance. Yes. Like yeah. you have to react in a certain way when your partner does something. I'm like, this is bullshit. Never tell you that about that uh, that professor uh, when I was uh, in the uh, San Diego State. This dude taught um, stage combat because I was a theater major, right? And one day he comes in in his Aikido gi. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever seen an Aikido gi, but it kind of looks like something that a uh, very flamboyant man would wear to the disco in the 70s. <laughs> it's got the big parachute pants. It doesn't look like a karate gi. Anyways, he comes in and already I'm like, oh shit, what's going to happen? <laughs> He's like, so part of what I do when I teach this class is tell Beat you that I am, you. <laughs> I am a master of Aikido. I'm like, and so he goes, I need a volunteer, and he puts his arm straight. He goes, someone come up and try to bend my arm. So my hand went right the fuck up. So I went no, wait, up. Were you in uh, combat sports at the time? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. I, at the time, I was a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Okay, right. and like, I, was, I was already amateur fighting, so I'm like, oh, right here, right here, right here. <laughs> so I go up, and I put him in an Americana. His arm bends immediately. Right. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> 
just use one hand. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, so, but then, and do it from this angle. Right, yeah. I'm like, then I go. And don't raise your big toe. And, he, and, he, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, when I when I followed all of his parameters, wow, I can't bend that arm at all. He's like, see. Well, see, I'm also dating the bass player from Godsmack, (laughs) by the way. Well, and the thing with like, especially like Aikido, which for those of you guys don't know, a lot of wrist locks and stuff, it is like I said, useful in certain grappling situations. But the problem is when they do their demonstrations, they're having people throw punches and stuff. They're like, "This is how you defend." No, you can't use that. You're not going to take somebody's punch, especially one throwing properly, and do it. And so, one of the funny things we did is we had an Aikido master, so to speak, come like a 30 year old white dude who had way too long hair and. Like, yeah. you know, he had that look of the 30-year-old white like Aikido, Aikido master. masters always white dudes. What's yeah, that all about? Yeah, it really is. And so uh, they had him come up, and he, and he was saying how nobody could punch him. Like, nobody could hit him. And that was his claim. Nobody he said, I've been doing And then someone punched him. No, you're not allowed to. That's yeah. what I meant. You can't punch me. <laughs> it was, he's like, I've been doing this for 25 years. I've never had a single person strike me. And, like, <laughs> same exact thing that Ryan I did. Le- I leave my house very little. <laughs> yeah. The guy raised his hand. And the guy's like, all right, come on and show and come up. And at that point, I was, it was, I was a senior at the time. At that point, I'd been doing nothing but boxing with killers for three years every day. And I was like, oh, I got, <laughs> I got a great jab. Let's see this. Yeah, I was going to say, did yeah. you snap him with a jab? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we get, he gets up and he goes. Gloves uh, or no gloves? Uh, uh, no gloves. But, okay. Uh, right. He goes, uh, okay, punch me in the – he's like, punch me in the chest. And I was the third person up. And the first two people, he goes, punch me in the chest. And the people do like this – do they Slow. wind up really yeah, exactly. telegraphed? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, my favorite part is, he goes, punch me in the chest. And everybody would draw their hand back just like you would normally for a punch. And he'd go, no, no, the other hand. Because he, he knew most people were right-handed. So get them with their left hand. They're going to be slower and more uncoordinated. And so they did it. And the entire time I'm thinking, ooh, my jab. Yeah. 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 And they get me up. And he goes, all right. Uh, now uh, punch me in the chest. And as he's saying chest, <laughs> punch the shit out of him in the sternum. And he's like, come on, and man. Goes, that's how Houdini goes, died. For the rest of my life, I wish I would have said, once in a few decades isn't bad either, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did he say, though? Uh, he, he goes, no, 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 no. We have to reset to be ready. We have to reset. Re- but you, if you hit him in the solar plexus, did he have to catch his breath first? Uh, no, it was just a quick jab. I okay. wasn't trying to hurt him. But uh, I, I was like, he's like, we have to reset first. And I was like, all right. And I was just, like way too eager. <laughs> As he said, too- set. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited. I was like, all right, all right, let's do it. And uh, he goes, well, we'll do it it's after It's time for class. lunch. <laughs> no, essentially, his, his, uh, his excuse was, we'll do it after class. We have to give everybody else a chance. And there was nobody left. To do like he had asked for volunteers, three people came up. I was the third. <laughs> Nobody left. The dude yells pocket sand, throws oh, some yeah. sand in Bobby's eyes. Like, all right, now hit me, smart ass. Yeah. Well, his whole move, which was so. By the way, don't ever do this. His whole his whole like move is all right. I'm gonna get him to throw with their uncoordinated hands, and I'm gonna do a step to the side and like kind of palm strike their wrist as they come by. <sighs> that works if somebody is either drunk or has never thrown a punch before. But the second you're throwing a punch in the proper fashion, there's no time to palm right, strike right. somebody's hand. What are you gonna grab? Have a bullet out of the air? All right, thanks so much for joining us for the Degenerates Best of. We come back next week with brand new episodes and an update on the big Ryan Shores brawl that is undoubtedly going to happen uh, on September 11th. So, so for Ryan and Dave, let's go twos cruising. You are not good. <laughs> Do not go around thinking you're good. Motherfucking time is passing by